0: the Bayou City. Known for its southern food and hospitality, Houston is a city that vows to never leave you hungry. This is the radio show powered by food. Gross. Live from the ACU of Texas Studios in Clear Lake, this is Still Hungry with your host, Chef Brantley Still.
1: Hey, how's it going, folks? Thanks for tuning in again. You are listening to Still Hungry, the radio show that is fueled by food, or at least your hunger of it. Hey, I'm in the studios this morning. Got another great chef back with us. Actually, a repeat guest. I'm excited to have him back. He's an awesome guy. Got an amazing story, and I'm telling you what, he is torturing me this morning with the smell of brisket and barbecue. And we were joking uh, on, (laughs) before the show started, we were looking at some videos of him. He was posting some social media stuff as all good chefs ought to do. He was posting some social media stuff and uh, we were watching this video of him pulling some amazing ribs out of the smoker. And I, I thought for a split second, I thought, Wow, ever since I was a kid, I was thinking there ought to be Smell-O-Vision, and here I am watching this video and smelling the real barbecue at the same time. That was pretty dang cool. Well, listen, I want to welcome you to the show. As always, I want to thank our uh, sponsor, our sponsor, Bayou City Event Center. I'm uh, honored and privileged to be the chef out there. Bayou City Event Center is located at 9401 Knight Road. That's in Houston, Texas, 9401 Knight Road. We're adjacent to... NRG Stadium, kind of back for those of you who remember where AstroWorld is, we're kind of off from there, 610 Almeda area. We're the largest privately owned event venue in Houston, and we have our own in-house catering department, which I get to head up. And if you have any kind of uh, upcoming events, uh, weddings, we specialize in large-scale stuff, up to 1,500 uh, guests for a sit-down meal. But if you've got a, an event coming up, a fundraiser, a corporate function, um, a rodeo event anything like that that you're looking for usable amazing flexible space customizable to your needs along with our menu come see us at Bayou City Event Center thanks again for sponsoring the show so today in the studio I've got Chef Chris Anstead my buddy Chef Chris he's the executive chef for a restaurant called Bayshore Grill and Billiards how's it going Chris it's going great man it's Glad good to have to be you here. back in the back in the saddle here with me good to be back So this time he brought some amazing food Uh, again. This time we are going to be talking about barbecue. You know, I have to admit, I wasn't even aware of this place, uh, to be honest. I apologize. But I checked it out, looked at the uh, Facebook page and the followings, and it looks pretty amazing. It's got two great things I like. Uh, barbecue and pool. I love shooting pool. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't? <laughs> I guess you have to go find the staff every once in a while and see if they're on a quick break shooting a, a game of eight ball or something. Well, we hope that's not the case. But <laughs> it, it's probably happened, I'm sure. Yeah. So talk talk to us about this. You are the new executive chef there. That's an exciting thing. Got to be for everybody. It is.
2: I've uh, been there for about two weeks now and just kind of revamping some of the recipes, getting ready to launch a new menu here before long, um, adding some more seafood in. Um, we do raw oysters. We do smoked oysters. Um, obviously, barbecue yeah. steaks. So we do a little gamut of everything um, that the Gulf Coast has to offer.
1: I like the idea that it's a Gulf Coast restaurant. You know, a lot of places will offer steak, seafood, et cetera, But there's a real kind of a wider array of things to choose from when you say Gulf Coast. So it can be everything from a great burger or a great steak to seafood, and it doesn't necessarily have to be packaged like the traditional steak and seafood house or restaurant you know and I guess this is this seems to be to me a real open community welcome family-friendly kind of uh, environment at the restaurant talk to us about what they're going to expect when they come what's the mood like if somebody's going to bring their family down for dinner
2: um it, it's a fun place there's music playing we've got a lot of TVs um, we've got tables galore it's we've got I
1: believe, four rooms. Four different rooms out. So yeah, so it's a, it's building a pretty looked, good side The place. building looks beautiful, too. It looks like it's very nice. It is.
2: It's fairly new, and uh, they've, they've done some good updates on it as well. They, they keep it very clean. Um, so it, it's a good place to work. It's a great place to come bring your family. We've got a kid-friendly menu.
1: Awesome. Monday through Friday, weekends, what's the uh, hours? We're
2: seven days a week. Okay. Uh, Mon- Sunday to Thursday, we are 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., and then on Friday and Saturday nights, we are... 11 a.m. to 10 p.m.
1: Okay, cool. What is the uh, bar situation there? They have served alcohol? or They do.
2: Okay. We've got a full bar. Full bar, okay. Um,
1: you've got, actually got a bar, so if you don't have the kids, you can belly up to the bar and
2: uh, have That's a cocktail right. as well. And we've got a uh, bar upstairs as, as well in the pool
1: area. That's cool. Um, so we've got plenty of seating. Is there space for private parties? I didn't ask um, you there that. There is, really. yes, okay, absolutely. Cool. So they could come out for that. Now, I know that uh, I'm not super familiar with um, the area down there, San Leon, but I know it does go- skirt the culls coast right along there how far off of the water are, you, are they close are they 100 yards okay really so yards maybe it's, it's, it's close. fairly close that's maybe three awesome. houses
2: down from the building
1: is, i know there's a couple places the down man. there i've gone down and tested out the the food and uh had brunch at a couple different places when my son and i take the harleys out sometimes sunday mornings we go looking for a breakfast brunch yep. that area is really cool down there right yeah. along the edge of the water it's kind of like a little escape you almost feel like you're uh, somewhere different than Houston or somewhere different even than, than our region here when you get down there. And it's not Galveston-ish. It's no, different. it's not at all. So it's really cool down it's, there.
2: It's a nice little housing community down there. Um, I think sometimes it gets a bad rap, but there's some really good people down yeah. there. Well, and, it's uh, those
1: little um, those little hole-in-the-wall restaurants that kind of slip through the cracks that – if you can find those secrets and get the word out, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, and then you go, crap, why haven't I been here before? Exactly. And <laughs> so, if, if anybody's been to
2: Gahulis, they know that Bayshore is not far from there. We're probably okay. a mile from from Gahulis. And
1: uh, well, and you, uh, you know, one of the things that somebody had told me about that place and the whole region down there is that the seafood is great, and there's particularly well known for oysters in that area. Absolutely. And then you kind of let the bag out of the, the the cat out of the bag here. Earlier, you were talking about some of the specials that you guys are going to run, and we'll get to that because one of my favorites is the oysters on the half shell so yeah absolutely. i'm definitely going to want to delve into that there's so many ways to serve those sure and uh and we'll touch base on that you've got some other cool stuff that the general audience ought to know about particularly uh fridays some cool things are going to draw people in on fridays Yep. and then some big things coming up for the next month or two yeah as uh crawfish season starts to roll back around oh, yeah. so you and i were talking on the radio on this first segment you know we were catching back up again just a lot of chef talk. It's always fun to talk to the other guys and gals in the kitchen because you know you and I know each other's pain. <laughs> we oh, yeah, each other's, absolutely, we know each other's joys and successes. And but one of the things that I'm uh, I'm motivated by and encouraged by is talking with somebody like yourself who's able to um, pick up where maybe a past chef has left off and see the needs, see those good areas. We've always talked about the challenges of dealing with staff and trying to rebuild, but you literally are stepping into a situation where you have to surmise what has been done right, what has been done wrong, where does this restaurant need to go? Talk to me about that. How's that transaction, how's that transition happen? For you as an executive chef and a father and you know, you and I are pretty well seasoned in the industry. Yeah. How does that feel to you? I mean, what are the exciting things you see coming up there by doing that?
2: Um, I, I like stepping into this one. You know, there can always be issues with the chef when one chef leaves because you know, in in my philosophy of being in the kitchen, I, I really feel like it's you're you're bringing on and you're taking away friendships, or they think you might be taking away friendships, and you're changing the way everything's
1: done. I so, think sometimes people have this really blown up expectation of what's going to change versus yeah how what great is this going to be yeah
2: yeah and and there can be animosity. I'm lucky I've got a really amazing staff of cooks in there. That's awesome, and, and they do a really phenomenal job. Um, and I'm really proud to say that we do have some damn good chefs in there. That's right awesome. Now, so. That's always
1: a pleasure when you can walk in and go, "Wow, this is talent." Yeah, I can enjoy that. I can appreciate that because some of the, you know, sometimes kitchen staff you see more talent in them than they see in themselves, and it may very well be that they've been through an experience where nobody was. Nobody empowered them to find that talent, to right. find their their niche, their wing, you know, the, their breadth of creativity and that kind of thing. So you and I as chefs stepping into a new environment and trying to take over, number one, the word takeover can be challenging, first of all, because you want to go in soft. I don't think anybody, generally speaking, will come in and just come in hard and start, you know, changing things, they're going to hang themselves in that situation. I know you're laughing. He's giving me that. uh, Yeah, right. Some of these people I I know have done that, but as a general rule, I think if you go in and try to build relationships find your strengths find your weaknesses focus on helping some of those people make them realize that you're not coming there to turn everybody upside down you want to you want to pick this team up and run with them right yeah and that's that's really what i promote is teamwork you know you've got a day shift and a night
2: shift and they all like to do things different and and finding that cohesion that they can work together and not be on each other's nerves and argue that i don't like the way you you put you know you made these green beans today but We make them different at night or you didn't batter shrimp or you did or, you know, that there's so much of that. And we're really – I think I'm finally starting to see after a few weeks that there's some better cohesion after putting some different programs into into effect. Um, You know, this is what we're going to do this day. This is how we're going to do it this day. Let's set our soups for a a daily so we know what we're making each day instead of getting here at – you know, seven in the morning and going, what the hell am I going to make today? Yeah, roll soup? the wheel or, of soup, what will it be for, today, yeah. right? Yeah, and and getting these schedules done and, and making sure you've got the right people working, you know, the right personalities Absolutely. together. And that's another big play. And it's great if well, you could. trying to cook. figure
1: out, too, who's who's going to automatically take lead, you know, who's going to be kind of the alpha dog in the kitchen. Yeah. And is that even appropriate, you know, right. for this individual, or is, is there a better option? Yeah. But the other thing, too, having the, the morning and evening cruise is figuring out, as you said, cohesion is probably a really good word. Is that how do they support each other? You know, how do they set each other up for success so that when the morning crew comes in from the night before, you know what? They follow procedures that the chef set. The kitchen's actually clean. Right. It's ready to go. You know, my hotel pans are squared away. The things that I need for my station to be set are actually there versus uh, a little bit of sabotage that I've seen that can happen in other situations. And you walk in, you go, wait, where the where the. F-? Where's my stuff? Right. And you got to spend the first part of your morning trying to chase everything down. So, yeah. So that's where you play daddy, you know, when you come in. You, you got to play do. papa. Yeah. Be the peacemaker and uh, try to roll with punches, get everybody solved and settled down. Because, unfortunately, as an executive chef, we, we deal with that
2: on, you know, shift change. I get it. Oh, they didn't do this last night. And then the night guys get there. Oh, they didn't do this today. And yeah, so you've got to have a parental role in the kitchen. And and it's an unfortunate thing because we're all adults in the kitchens anymore. Right, And uh, some of us are
1: older than the other ones. Exactly. uh, Some of us uh, personify adults and some don't. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And that's exactly right. So, you have to take that in, though. I think it's an interesting breed. I was talking with the owner of our company about an incident that happened in our kitchen, and that's probably too heavy a word to say, an incident. But it just happens to be the drama that kind of goes. And there's, let's just admit, there's a lot of ego issues in the kitchen. You there know? is. There's definitely a lot of pride issues. Don't step on my toes. I won't step on yours. And I think part of the challenge of being a chef and or kitchen manager, whatever leadership role you're in, is – Making sure there's not a uh, a line drawn between front of the house and back of the house either because we all know that can be a real rivalry that will make you or break you. And so in this particular case, that's what I was dealing with was a little drama between some wait staff and some kitchen staff. You know, right. and, well, I'm bigger than you. You're sm- you do what I say. No, you do what I say. And it, it really became funny because as I'm looking at it going, okay, okay, let's take it down a notch. But then later on, when we talk to the, you know, the owner pulls me aside and goes, is everything really okay? I mean, that looked pretty serious. And I said, first of all, I, I will take care of it. But second, it's the drama. It's just yeah. life in the kitchen. It's, you know, people finding their way, making their place. And to, to, nine times out of 10, it's they're laughing and joking, having a beer about it later on. You yeah. know? So I, I thought about that kind of, again, from the from the whole standpoint of kids You know, you're on the playground and you're knuckles up and wanting to fight each other and then 20 minutes later, you're at the lunch table together. Yeah.
2: And and that was a big plus for me is when I went in, I immediately wanted to talk to all the servers and get to know the servers because I want to know what kind of relationships I have on the floor. Exactly. Because, you know, neither of us can do the job without each other. No, absolutely. We don't have good servers. And we have great cooks it doesn't matter no if we have horrible cooks and great servers it doesn't matter so i got to know all the servers and i i enjoy working with all of them i've, made, I've already made some really good friends that's in great there that we talked to and, and they i think have a better understanding of how i run my kitchen and you know you're not going to get your food until you the ticket comes through
1: the printer and that's yeah.
2: just how it works in our world it's ready to go and you know they can come in and ask for food all they want but until that ticket's there it's not going to happen
1: yeah I think too the other thing that you probably are uh, uh, probably I'm hoping is a pleasure but it is something that would be an interesting experience to have is that when you walk into a restaurant that's established and I'm guessing just by what I've saw online this place been here a little while right yeah so they probably have a following of guests who come in and out who know the servers by name or vice versa. So that gives you a little bit of uh, consistency, a little bit of competence to go. Hey, we've got a great new chef in the kitchen. You wait till you see the new menu items. They can kind of sell the sizzle for you before the steak, right? So that you're getting the support from out on the front, on the front, on the floor. Yeah, two people with relationships. Hey, this guy's great. We're so glad to have him in the kitchen. That takes a lot of pressure off of you in the kitchen to have to. You know, reestablish a new menu item, or heaven forbid somebody show up and the favorite thing they've come for the last year to eat is not on the menu anymore. So, we're going to talk about that and how you uh, took that menu, work with it, the things that you've added, this amazing barbecue. We're getting ready to go into our first commercial break. Thanks again for listening. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Still Hungry, Uh, Still Hungry, the radio show that's sponsored and powered by food. It's uh, for chefs and by chefs, but most importantly, we do this for you, our listening audience. Let you know what great restaurants, what chefs are out there, the stories that you want us to talk about. Make sure you send us a, an email. Tell us who you want us to go visit with or what chefs to have in the in the studio. You can do that uh, by sending us an email at at dot stillhungryradio.com And we'll talk to you in just a minute when we come back from the break.
0: If you'd like to be a guest on the show, it's as easy as a phone call or email. Send it to Doug at V I N Y L D R A U G H T V-I-N-Y-L-D-R-A-U-G-H-T.com, or call 281-210-4608. Sorry, Doug's old and he refuses to text.
3: Hey, this is Bertrand McHenry. And this is Doug Meisinger with Vinyl Draft Radio.
0: Launching a business takes time and a great deal of discussion. You know, just about every meeting we had about launching this radio station took place with a fine hand-rolled cigar at El Cubano
3: Cigars. Yeah, it was like our boardroom. Now it's where we go to unwind and reflect. I can't think of a better place to enjoy great conversation and great people. Not to mention some of the finest cigars anywhere in the world. All
0: of them hand-rolled right here in Texas City. Yes, sir. Make a point to visit our friend Manny Lopez at El Cubano cigars with locations in Texas City and League City. Make El Cubano your
3: boardroom or your place to unwind and reflect.
1: We the people
2: have a right to Superior Cocktails and Preamble Lounge and Craft House would like to welcome you to a new cocktail revolution. Our Speakeasy-inspired lounge offers signature craft cocktails in an intimate setting. With a wide selection of high-end spirits, infusions, barrel-aged beverages and cocktails, there is something for every budget. Preamble is located at 20801 Gulf Freeway in Webster and open Monday through Saturday from
1: 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. Preamble Lounge and Craft House, a new cocktail revolution.
0: Hey, it's Adam Smasher for Big Splash Web Design. Let's face it, your online presence matters. And if you don't have a website or your website just isn't up to today's standards, then you are hurting your business. Big Splash Web Design is a full-service Houston-based web design and marketing agency specializing in custom web design, mobile site design, e-commerce solutions, inbound marketing and lead generation, app development, and much, much more. But don't take my word for it. Check out their impressive portfolio at BigSplashWebDesign.com or reach out to them 281-816-6932. Mmm, food. So good. Sorry, so hungry. Let's get back to the food, I mean show. The radio show powered by food. Still hungry with Chef Brantley Still on Final Draft Radio. Radio done differently.
1: All right, hey, welcome back to the show guys. You are listening to Still Hungry, the radio show each week here bringing you great chefs, local restaurants, bars, you name it. If it's a place where you can go and hang out, and have a good meal and a good drink, we want to talk about it. Right before the break, I ask you to send us some emails now we're looking forward to hearing from you hear your opinions or local places we've got a great chef today in the uh, studio with us chef chris anstead is here he's executive chef at bayshore grill and uh, bayshore grill and billiards and this is one of those examples where you know i've been in the area and i know uh, san leon a little bit i've been down to several restaurants in the area but honestly didn't know about this one so that's exactly why we're asking if you're listening to the show you like the show and you have a place you want us to go look at or check out or have the chef come into the studio and talk with us, please let us know. Send us an email at uh, foodtalk at radio.com. So let's get back to this. We are talking about Bayshore Grill. Let me tell you where that's at. It's located in San Leon, Texas. It's at 137 21st Street in San Leon. That's just a little ways off the water. They can be reached at 281-339-0197. And, Chris, uh, also, are, they can follow you on Facebook. Is that right? Yeah,
2: absolutely. They can go to uh, Bayshore Grill and Billiards on Facebook or
1: Instagram. Either one of those two, so they yep. can follow you there. That's awesome. Well, so we uh, let me pick up where we left off. You and I were talking about the fact that you are the new executive chef there. Mm-hmm. You've had some time now to see how the ebb and flow of the kitchen works. You took a look at the building itself. That, that part of it is obviously beautiful. It's in place, ready to go. You had a great opportunity to meet the front-of-the-house staff you know, uh, I think I, don't, I was trying to remember if I told you or not, but on, on my wall of my office in the, uh, the kitchen where I work, I've got a little saying up there. And basically, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but it boils down to saying what we have to provide is an experience. Yeah, We're not just cooking a meal anymore. That's I mean, right. it, it's front of the house, back of the house the um the restaurant itself how cleans are clean are the bathrooms can i get in the parking lot i mean it goes on and on we're kind of up have our back against the wall when it comes to trying to succeed in the restaurant business but you you as the executive chef and you as kind of the leader that everyone's looking up to you have to take all these things into consideration so the fact that you got time to to groom and to mentor and to talk with some of the front of the house staff realize that you have some really good relationships already building yeah, and that those relationships are hand in hand with your kitchen team. So now the next step as chef is, okay, what are we doing with the menu? What am I going to do to uh, keep the great things that are obviously popular already and they're making money for the restaurant? and satisfying customers, what am I going to do to put my signature on it? So well, how, how do you go into that? Paint a picture for the listeners of what happens when you walk in and start rebuilding or looking at the menu. Well, I think a big part of it is going in and trying the food, talking. You know, I went out and
2: talked to customers and uh, what, what do you like, what don't you like? And really, you know, we, we carry a lot of sides. We have mac and cheese that we make scratch. We have cream corn we make scratch. Our green beans – uh, our baked beans, our sauces, which uh, I'm anxious for you to try our barbecue yeah, sauce. Yeah, I'm
1: sitting here smelling it and looking at it. So. Yeah, we, we make it with coffee. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so cool. It's, That's a nice twist. But I, I
2: love the barbecue <clears throat> sauce. That was one of the things I didn't change because I thought our sauce was so, so good. so good already. Yeah. Yeah, and it's um, we we do wings like uh, we have four different wing flavors that we do. So we do a mango habanero that we make scratch. Our barbecue, you know, our hot sauce barbecue, and then we do a Parmesan garlic. Awesome. And so when we're getting and gearing up for this stuff, it's just getting in there and tasting and tasting and tasting. And, you know, oh, is this too much pepper in this cream corn? Right. So let's cut that back, but let's.
1: Now, do you like your cream corn with an edge of sweetness on it? or I don't. No? Okay. I, I, I just, I,
2: I don't know what it is. I love heavy
1: cream in it. I love the richness of yeah, cream Yeah, that, that cream part corn. you got me on. That part you got me on. I've actually had uh, a t- experimented with some with the, a slight heat from jalapeno. And yeah. a little touch of sweet though. I'm kind of. I guess I got a sweet tooth for that kind of thing. I really like poblano in mine. That's a much better flavor profile. Yeah, so you don't yeah.
2: have the heat, but you've got a good flavor. Absolutely. I like to smoke the poblanos.
1: Yeah. Surprise.
2: Yeah, I know. Shocking, <laughs> right? But but give it that smokiness. So you've got you've already got so much sweetness and sugars in the corn. Yeah. That it. I, th- I think as you make that. Well, and, and, you and in roast the sauces, your
1: barbecue sauce? I'm guessing it's got a little bit of sugar in there. It's yeah, kind of, sugar of course. Somewhere. So, no, maybe you're right in there. I guess it's just a sweet tooth preference. Because I I, I'm the same way with coleslaw. You know, I'd rather have the coleslaw slightly on the sweet side. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm more of
2: the tarts and, and okay. little bitters. And, little bitters, and, and, little acid. Yep. Yeah, okay. good acid. So, well, that's um, good, though.
1: Not that I don't have a sweet tooth. No, like that's it. good, though. That's good, though. So uh, your oysters you were talking about. Now, you also told me that you um, you do oysters. And I've got to gotta throw this out there because I went to a, a restaurant that will – Remain unnamed, but it was has, They have great oysters. I really enjoy them. But in comparison, if I can get the same great quality oysters with a and a truly house made, chef made sauce. Yeah. And in this case, you told me you're running oysters, uh, a dozen oysters on the half shell for six ninety five. Is yes, that right? Sir. Seriously. Yep. Okay, so that's worth the drive, guys. If you like oysters on the half shell, you got to go check that out. Uh, that's running through the end of the month, is yeah. that right? Yeah. All right. And then on your wings, I can just picture between the, the billiards, the, so the, we've got pool tables, we got a bar, we got the TVs on, the football's playing, the game's going, and then you add great wings to it. Yeah. Talk about that. You said you smoke your wings even, right?
2: We do. Um, we go through <laughs> – three cases of wings, and a a commercial case of wings is a lot of wings. It is a lot. Um, I've never counted. I'm I'm guessing probably (laughs) I bet tomorrow we'll go through 600
1: wings. Well, and people don't realize that you and I, when we go to order, or any chef for that matter, when we're going to order – it's not like going to the grocery store and getting, you know, a dozen. I mean, right. we're, we're ordering things in cases by pounds. Yes. You know, give me 35 yeah. pounds worth of wings. Yeah. Bring like, me, how in the world? How, where's all these chickens coming from? Yeah, exactly. I, it's, it's mind-boggling. I don't even think about where all the chickens it come is. from. It is.
2: It is. And I think our, our cases of wings <clears throat> are 40 pounds. so Yeah. 120 160 pounds of wings on
1: a Wednesday. And that's just one restaurant.
2: And that's yeah, that's just one restaurant on one day. On
1: one day. That's awesome. So talk to us about the sauces cuz you were telling me off the air that you guys have created some great sauces uh, in-house sort of signature. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And we do do a uh, mango
1: habanero. That one and uh, we, that one's Now that's going to be sweet heat, right? It is sweet heat. Okay. It, it doesn't have a, I like that one.
2: You know, it's not going to blow your face off. Everybody thinks habanero, oh my god, my face is going to melt off. And It's yeah. not like that. I mean, that's something that we do do in a simple syrup. Okay, and, and but we use fresh mango. We use fresh habaneros. That's in it. sweet. So I, I'm of the don't like to freeze things. Yeah,
1: I like everything made scratch. No, I'm with you. That's everything great. should be made fresh. That's important to the listeners to know because there's a huge difference in quality, taste, just the freshness. That experience we're talking about. The difference between, eh, I had that wing somewhere else versus oh my god, you got to come try this wing.
2: Yeah, because you know chain restaurants. You're gonna, you know, there are some good chain restaurants sure. out there,
1: but. Well, they have a purpose. They do what they do. Yeah. But they're not housemade, handmade, hand breaded not frozen, made from scratch. Correct. Difference. Yeah. Right? And, and that's
2: the big thing. We're not like a McDonald's where everything comes in frozen, we get it out yeah. and throw it on the grill frozen. We don't do that. You know, our burgers are fresh. Yep. You know, our barbecue, I have that smoker going almost daily. Constantly. Is that a wood smoker? It is. So Strictly you, wood, no gas. No. So you no got gas, a, no you electric. got a
1: crew or a team or a, an individual that is responsible for maintaining that? That would be me. So that's you. Okay. That's so the exec chef's getting his hands dirty with the Absolutely. with the barbecue pit. That's oh, awesome. I, I still cook on the line that's a couple fantastic. nights a
2: week and I, you know, I do lunches on Monday. Um, with another cook. And, uh, that's uh, important, so. though,
1: because honestly, and I'm giving you kudos to that, because it's really easy as the exec chef with everything. You know, that title carries a lot of the executive part of that is the administrative part of that. Right. It's really easy to slip into. I've got to be in my office checking emails. I got to check the make sure that all of the uh, uh, codes are up to date. You know, is our permits good? Is payroll being so that's a balancing act. So kudos to you that you still get on the line with your with your team. I think that helps build that leadership and that camaraderie within there to see them and to see that elbow to elbow on the on the line.
2: Yeah, and I want to see the. I want them to see how I cook as well. I mean, doing this for thirty plus years. Yeah, they need to have confidence you know, in you. They they do, and I like to be in the trenches. I I live in chaos. And, yeah, and and as controlled 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 chaos. Controlled chaos. <laughs> it can be just straight chaos. I mean, we were on the line Saturday night. Yeah, but we night. don't admit that. Not no, very we, often. No, we had a big part. Saturday night with fillets and pork chops and fried shrimp, and, and um, on top of a super busy restaurant. And you know, I for the a line. party, yeah. 45 yeah. top, wow, come in, and then we also had you know the restaurant full as well Saturday night. And we had a really great Saturday, but being on the line with them, and there were just two of us that night, oh, Jesus. so
1: you know, it's no, kind of a cool rush feeling for that. I think that's people don't get that, you know, it's kind of like a, a little um. I guess self-punishment, but man, I love that rush that we get. Oh, I do too. It, it, that's why I said I live in control. Yeah, I guess you could
2: say controlled chaos, yep. but you know, that adrenaline rush you get when you know you got that 45 top coming off the printer is, is exactly. exciting to me. That thing so. is
1: zipping, zipping, zipping back there. You know what else is kind of cool about that too, though? As the exec chef, and I'm sure you go out and kind of visit the dining room, say hello to people, but it's funny that the storm that happens, the chaos and the storm behind the piece – so when you step out from the kitchen out to the dining room and everyone's laughing and joking and you you hear the you know the uh, the movie theater trailer sound in the background all the plates clinking right. and everybody talking that's kind of a cool feeling, though, that you go, oh, my God, if they only knew what was going on back there. Yeah. But yet here it is, the final product, these amazing sides, whether it's your wings or um, the other thing we were talking about here uh, that tells me that I need to come find you on a Friday, though, because you're doing hand-cut fillets. Yeah. Filet mignons on Fridays for how much? Uh nineteen ninety five. Oh, my gosh. And, how, could uh, you, how could you miss? Seafood, steak, billiards, got to go. Baked potatoes. Got to check fresh it out. Fresh-made
2: salad. So I mean, yeah. For 1995, I hand trim those fillets. That's awesome. Every Friday morning. That's awesome. And they're ready to go that night. So they come in on the truck, and, and they're out on the tables that night. So I, I, so uh,
1: you you know you're really painting a picture, as you said early in the in the interview, that it's a, a pretty diverse. It's controlled. It's manageable. But you've got steaks. You've got seafood. You've got barbecue. You mentioned hamburgers. Talk about the hamburgers a little bit. Those are always a great popular. Fresh ground
2: brisket or fresh ground burgers. Okay. Um,
1: we do a couple different variations. The mushroom Swiss. We
2: do a barbecue. Burger. Are those flat top or grill? They're flat
1: top. That's awesome. Yeah. There we go.
2: And and a lot of times I like to put them on the flat top, give them a little char, and then put them on the char broiler so they get a little smoky, a little as of smoke well. flavor,
1: like the backyard flavor. Yep. Absolutely. I think honestly, just for me, I, you know, I just I'm not a great hamburger cooker. I hate to meet, you know, admit that, but. That's one of those areas where it's like I have, I definitely will pass the torch of a fantastic hamburger to someone who's worked the line, worked the flat top, knows how to do it. Um, There's a way to do it and there's a way not to. And old school flat top to me is one of the best. Yeah, absolutely. It just, it gets that uh, caramelization, that crust on there a little bit. And yet it doesn't dry the meat out too badly, which, yeah. you know, i got to admit, early on, early days, I was like torching hamburger patties in the backyard. <laughs> Stomping them down and
2: getting all the juices know, out right? of them. And that's one of the big things you got to teach as a chef is yeah. don't, don't smash kill the it. burger. Yeah,
1: leave it alone. You're knocking all the juices out and making it dry. That's so. it. That's awesome. And um, on your side dishes, you've, I've heard you mention a couple now. You've talked about the, the green beans. Yep. Um, what else is there on that? If, a, if For that steak as an example, what would that meal come, come um, look generally like? Generally a baked
2: potato and a salad, um, or they could swap out and get two sides. Yeah. Um, and like I said, the sides are we make mac and cheese, homemade mac and cheese. That sounds um, really good. Uh, you know, everybody
1: loves that. It's kind of a wholesome, heartwarming, makes you just feel good. But when it's done right— People talk about mac and cheese. Yeah. Yeah. You know. We
2: use three different cheeses in ours, not just so that's no, four awesome. different cheeses.
1: Yeah. Four. There you go. So um, we make all of our soup scratch every day. Um, How many different soups do you rotate through a couple of day, a day? Two lot. different flavors? Oh, really? No,
2: I, I do one a day.
1: Okay. So um, it's a per day soup. Yeah. Like today, I've got
2: brisket chili. Wow. That so I good. took half a brisket, chopped it, yeah. added onion and tomato and spices, and, and that's our Dang. soup today. Yesterday, I made broccoli cheese soup. That sounds fantastic. Um, So we do vegetable chicken. I mean, we do a little of everything. I'm going to launch it. Friday, I'll have a uh, sweet corn shrimp chowder.
1: Oh, okay. That's awesome. So That's fantastic. Um, I've got to come down and try some of that because it's all sounding amazing. Let's see. The other thing, too, we talked about, I guess some more seasonals coming up, though, is you said you were going to be starting – Crawfish. Yeah, we're working
2: next. on our crawfish plan.
1: There you go. Um, hopefully by the end of the
2: month, early February, somewhere in there, we will that'll start be, doing crawfish. That'll be
1: awesome. This, uh, Honestly, Chris, this sounds like really the place to come hang out to catch the game with your buddies. If you want to, like you said, belly up to the bar with all the guys. Yep. Or just come hang out and have a great family meal. Yeah. And in the next segment, what I really want you to talk to the folks about is your talent, your art, your passion for the barbecue side of things. Because obviously we're in Texas. Barbecue is king, but barbecue has to be done right. Yeah. There is a preference to it. There's a way to do it kind of like we had a discussion uh, on the show one time uh, the difference between Texas chili and everybody else's chili. Right. You know, beans, beans or no beans, yeah. but and then barbecue sauces are the same situation. Obviously, you've already kind of given us a teaser on this amazing coffee barbecue sauce you got going. But I'm looking forward to talking with that on the next segment coming up. If you stay with us when we get back for the show, we're going to be uh, talking with Chris Anstead. He's executive chef at Bayshore Grill and Billiards, and they are located uh, in San Leon. You can check them out on Facebook and Instagram at uh, Bayshore Grill and Billiards. And when we get back from the break, we're going to pick up and talk brisket. Barbecue, ribs, barbecue sauce, all the great stuff that I'm sitting here smelling. Sorry you can't be in the studio, but it smells good. It's smell-a-radio, smell-a, smell-a-vision, whatever you want to call it. It's really good. But thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll be right back with Still Hungry.
0: Brantley Still is executive chef of Bayou City Event Center, the perfect venue for your next event. Learn more at BayouCityEventCenter.com. More great food to talk about next on Still Hungry with Chef Brantley Still.
3: What would you like from your bank or credit union? How about a mobile app that makes banking simple? How about free online banking and mobile bill pay? How about loan decisions made locally? How about 15 convenient locations? Associated Credit Union of Texas has all of these and more. Sounds like you should get associated. ACU of Texas, federally insured by the NCUA. For more info, visit acutx.org.
1: The light beer you've been waiting for has arrived. Corona Premier is a superior light lager brewed to be easy drinking with a taste that's undeniably Corona. Premier is an exceptional light beer, perfect for taking a moment to look around and appreciate all that you've accomplished so far. Lower carbs, lower calories, higher expectations. Corona Premier, enjoy the view. Drink responsibly, Corona Premier, imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
0: Hey, it's Adam Smasher for Big Splash Web Design. Let's face it, your online presence matters. And if you don't have a website, or your website just isn't up to today's standards, then you are hurting your business. Big Splash Web Design is a full-service Houston-based web design and marketing agency specializing in custom web design, mobile site design, e-commerce solutions, inbound marketing and lead generation, app development, and much, much more. But don't take my word for it. Check out their impressive portfolio at BigSplashWebDesign.com or reach out to them 281-816-6932. Hey, you love
2: food. We love food. Let's talk about food. For example, if he had food in his mouth when someone talked to him, he always took time to chew the food with his mouth closed and swallow before he answered.
0: Back to the show. Still hungry with Chef Brantley Still of Bayou City Event Center, Houston's largest privately owned event center with over 53,000 square feet of covered, customizable event space. Find them on Facebook and Instagram at Bayou City Event Center.
1: Hey, you guys, welcome back to the studio. This is uh, Chef Brantley Still, host of Still Hungry. You are listening to our show today. We are talking with uh, Chef Chris Enstead, executive chef of Bayshore Grill and Billiards down in San Leon. And we have saved the best for last, the last segment of the show. Chris, I want you to talk to the folks about um, obviously something that's a passion of yours and a staple of the restaurant is your barbecue. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Barbecue is a huge subject. Of course, barbecue capital of the world. I think we're here in Texas. Yeah. Um, but talk to us about some of the nuances of why your barbecue is so amazing. What things do you look for? And I'm sure you probably were like a kid on Christmas when you walked in that kitchen and saw that barbecue <sighs> pit. I love a big, like, thank you, giant Lord. smoker.
2: There's nothing better in the morning than lighting that smoker and getting that wood smell. And it kind of carries and perfumes the restaurant. Right. And, you know, every time I walk in, I'm
1: like, Well, and that's a process. I don't think people realize how much effort it takes. Uh, and maybe, even, maybe you can even address the correlation of, you know, smoked and cured meats like pricing. I, I like to talk about that each show is when our guests go into a restaurant they've heard on the show – Take those kind of things into consideration when they look at the pricing and the menu and the value of the food they're getting. This is a lot of work. It is a lot of work. I mean, my brisket goes twelve to fourteen hours,
2: um, and you've got to feed. So I, I don't have a gas or an electric powered smoker. This is strictly wood. Wow. So you've got you know when, when people ask me and, and I get that question why why is why is brisket you know it's a so cheap it's, cut of meat so why expensive. is it so is it expensive yeah. when I go in to order it from a barbecue shop well. You got 12 to 14 hours of labor running that pit and throwing Absolutely. wood on it every half hour, 45 minutes. You've got the cost of wood. Brisket is not as cheap as people think it is. Oh, no. You know, even if it's 4 or $5 a pound, Yeah. you know, you've well, got to. Well, you're buy. getting good,
1: again, good quality. We're yeah. going back to good quality. We product. use black Angus. Right kind of marbling. Brisket. Yep. The right kind of fat cap. The whole deal that you're looking for. Yeah.
2: Having to worry about do I need to trim? Do I not need to trim? you know and then going on the smoker the rubs and spices yeah that it costs to to and i was amazed
1: them. early on when i first started uh, cooking uh, actually and i was dealing with a gentleman who did a lot of roasts uh, not brisket per se but different roasts and he was trying to help me understand the concepts behind how much my beginning weight of the product is when i order it from my purveyors Versus my end product weight, how much I'm actually going to be able to serve. Yeah. And so that's a skill and a talent that you have to pick up. And it's only through a lot of barbecue. Yeah. It's only through doing this a lot.
2: And you can lose up to two and a half, three pounds of, yeah. of, of weight off of a brisket. So our, our briskets average about 14 pounds. Yeah. So I know I'm only going to get about a 12, 11 and a half, 12 pound brisket when I'm done. And that's because of the fat rendering out. out. Yep. Um, as you're cooking it and, uh, you know, fat's flavor. But that's why we we slow smoke the briskets is because it's got a good amount of fat in it.
1: Low low slow temperature. Low absolutely, temperature. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Get a nice bark on the outside of it. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Bark bark to me is more essential than the meat pull itself, because if my bark doesn't taste good, yes,
1: yeah. it's just yeah. Nobody wants to just, just pot roast. Nobody wants to just eat charcoal on the outside of their brisket either. Exactly. You know, they it's, want to have that flavor.
2: Yeah, and I know primarily throughout different regions everybody's got their own pull on their rubs and so forth um mine's fairly basic it's about six ingredients and that's it yeah so i don't go through a ton and and i'll tell you i love cumin in my rub yeah and that's one of my favorite things to put
1: one of your little secret ingredients i I love cumin in my rub (laughs) we won't tell anybody no don't tell anybody so
2: no cumin um but i think the other thing
1: too you mentioned is the wood you know the the simplicity of choosing the right kind of wood A hardwood or a combination of, I've heard people talk about the fact that oak, they don't use oak because of this, or they do use oak because of this. What's your take on that? It's almost a cooking science, huh?
2: Yeah, it really is. Um, Oak is a far denser wood. It's going to burn slower, um, and it's going to burn with more heat. But I also so I do use oak, but okay. then I also like to use hickory and pecan as well. Okay. So depending on, on what pricing is and so forth, I like the flavor profiles. Um, I love pecan on pork. Okay. I love hickory on beef. Just my choices. There isn't a science to whatever it is. It's just the flavor po- profiles that I like on mine. Sure. Um, but but there is a relevance in you know both hickory and and pecan being a softer wood than what oak is. So I like to start my pit with oak. Yeah. get good embers going. And then I can add my hickory pecan and then an occasional piece of oak on top. And that way I'm getting those flavor profiles. You're I customizing
1: like the in, smoke right there from the beginning. Exactly. That's awesome. See, I don't think people have even take that into consideration unless you've actually been on a pit trying, you know, whether it's your backyard smoker or if you're just having to love barbecue cooking, you know, competitions, yeah. things like that, you start picking up on those nuances. And a lot of those things are like, hey, don't even ask me. I'm not telling you. That's my secret because it starts with that it starts with that smoke how much heat, how am I going to control that? Do you get that stuff brought in locally from somewhere? It is. Um, they had
2: it here, so I'm not sure where we've gotten it because I think be they had bought, uh, just bought a quart of wood before I started. So They got
1: a relationship with somebody already there. That's they good. do. They do. And then on your brisket, now beyond the brisket, you've got your rub you talked about and the process for that. Yep. Do you rub and let those dry, uh, overnight. dry, dry age overnight yes. before you put them in the pit?
2: Yeah, I like to make sure that rub is really <laughs> adhered to the meat. That's good. And anytime you can take a piece of meat that you're going to smoke for a long period, I think the longer you let it set with that rub on, I try to go 24 hours.
1: You get a real good real cohesion, good with and cohesion it, in there. Yeah. yeah.
2: And let, it, let that salt get into it and Absolutely. draw a little moisture out so the fat can run back in.
1: Well, you know, and so often you look and you have a really good cut of, well, I'm looking at a beautiful slice right there. It's got a little bit of marbling, a little bit of fat cap on it. But you get that beautiful smoke ring that nice little pink hue around the inside edge and then yet the other side the other thing to that too i think a lot of it has to do with how quality the the meat itself is you ever notice how sometimes you get sort of a grayish hue on some of it yeah not digging that when that happens no you You get that natural brown uh, healthy looking color in the center that's always attractive, and it's good to go. And it, actually, just in looking at it, I know I'm teasing everybody who's listening here, but it, it almost looks like like this has that real smokehouse bacon kind of look almost on the end right there, the fat. That and, just looks fantastic. Yeah,
2: and, and, you know, it's like the ribs and everything. You want to have that nice mahogany color. Yeah, absolutely. If it's black. Too much. Too yeah. much. So you've got to really be able to know when to wrap them. You know, we wrap our briskets. We wrap and
1: are you running both pork and beef ribs, or talk to us about that? Uh,
2: we actually do uh, <laughs> pork ribs, but we also do spare and baby back. Okay. Um, we do our wings. We do half chickens, and I'm getting ready to bring out and start doing pork loin.
1: Pork loins. Awesome. So, Are you going to like a, doing a, a roulade or just the whole thing? No, just the whole thing. Just the whole throw thing.
2: Throw it on, and then what I like to do is cut it into chops and then throw it on the charbroiler. broiler. Sweet. And warm it up a little, give it a little more kiss, a heat. And
1: uh, I'm thinking some of your mango habanero sauce from your wings would might, be good on that.
2: Yeah, park. that probably would not be bad at <laughs> all. So
1: I'm already, I'm already thinking how I'm gonna. Uh, this guy out in the dining room wants to change the menu. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, but you know the the process is slow and low. Everything's you know brisket barbecue takes time. Time. And I think that's sometimes what people don't want to do, whether you're cooking in the oven or in the smoker sure you know you can do brisket and ribs in the oven too the same way
1: yeah there's a trick to all of it but the the i think the point is well taken and appreciated and hopefully appreciated so by your guests as they come in uh, when they want good tender moist brisket and when they want the kind of uh ribs that they're looking for and did you say sausage too do you do we do sausage? sausage yes absolutely what what is that because when uh, they ask for that it's almost like you have the list you know when you we walk just do in, a basic stuff.
2: smoked sausage and we actually have it made by a a, a meat guy
1: oh local so a local, guy? So a local awesome.
2: guy makes our sausage for us that's so fantastic nothing
1: out of a box no there you go
2: so we I, I like i said i try to avoid everything and make it all scratch yep. so even our sausage that we order
1: so we're doing uh brisket ribs Pork and beef both are available. Just pork. Just pork. Just okay. pork. Okay, Baby Just back pork. and spare. There you go. And um, sausage. Sausage. What else are we talking half about? Half chickens. The half chickens. That sounds awesome too. And then uh, our wings. And how about turkey? Thought any thought about doing turkey? No,
2: you know they had it on. It the It seems menu. to have been
1: real popular at a lot of the smokehouses. I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure what's up with that, but
2: it, it's it's very expensive, and. Looking at the menu and our sales, we just didn't sell much. They had ham and turkey both on. Oh, gotcha. I, okay. I went ahead and pulled them off the menu. Okay. Um, I want to stick with the true traditional,
1: there you go, straightforward, you know, central Texas kind of barbecue. And, and that's where we're at right so now. So, the one thing that we haven't hit on, although you said you make it, is your beans. Because yes. in my mind, You know, your slaw, potato salad, beans, that all kind of is sort of the little trinity of sides that would go with such great barbecue. Yeah. Talk to us about that. What are you doing with it?
2: So so our beans, we we start out, use our scratch-made barbecue sauce. We also add brisket into our beans. Awesome. Same thing with our green beans. Instead of bacon, most people use bacon. Absolutely. I actually like to use chunks of brisket in it. And so we'll dice up brisket and put that both in our beans and our green beans.
1: And see, I can appreciate that too because I'm looking at this going, okay, if I'm thinking the way he's probably doing this, he's cross utilizing products. So you're trying to get the most bang for your buck. Um, you know, some people offer burnt ends as, yeah. as a side, what have you, but I know that in, in my mind, if I'm trying to really be conservative with my product, Anywhere where I can put that, where it makes sense, is going to be a plus for my customer.
2: Yeah, it absolutely is. And I I want to take that flavor profile that I love so much, which is the rub that's on there. It helps season. You get smokiness in your beans. You get smokiness in your your green beans. You don't have the soggy – you know how bacon gets soggy when you put it in green beans. And, of course, in any kitchen out there commercially, we're holding beans in, in stock. Yeah, and and so that bacon just to me is just mm. well,
1: and I'm guessing too that you know obviously bacon and in green beans is good. It goes anywhere, but that's the other side of that is it's anywhere you can yeah. get that anywhere. So when you're coming looking for a signature dish with a side that's been created in house, that's a nice twist that somebody maybe has not seen before. Yeah, and I'm guessing too from a health standpoint, you know, if somebody's concerned about the fat, the additional fat that is put into the beans by the Bacon by the time you get the brisket and trimmings in there, you're getting probably just pure beef at this you, point. You really so, are at that point because yeah.
2: most of the fats rendered out. Yeah, so
1: that's good, that's awesome, man. Kudos to that. That's a great yeah. way to keep you utilizing cross utilizing product. It's the way you got to do it. In the I know, I, world. I and one of my former uh, executive chefs I worked under, he he always had such a I guarantee he just like pulled his hair out at some of the places he worked because. He had such a thin line for cross utilization. His budgets and the, and the ratios were so tight, but it forced him to be super creative yeah. and to always be looking for the opportunity to run a special, do an extra deal, do something so that it really created a dollar value for the guest when they yeah. came in, that they were getting something that, number one, the, the chef had been conservative with what he had, good steward of the product and the money, and then turned that through creativity into damn, I wish I had had this before. Right. So that's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. and,
2: and that's the benefit. I mean, fortunately, we have to use our fresh smoked briskets for our beans and stuff. Yeah, but, you know, we're, we're smoking 20-plus briskets a week. That's awesome. Um, we're going through cases of ribs a week. You know, just like I said, tomorrow, just on smoked wings. That's you know, awesome. Probably 100.
1: And- so, if somebody's coming down for a beer and wings, they get sides uh, along with the wings that can do fries, or what do you have? Yeah, they, they. they can do fries. They can do any of the wing sides with
2: it. Um, They're additional charge, obviously. But oh, yeah. You can order anything you want with it. That's so. awesome. And can
1: people board. order the the barbecue in bulk? Can they order ahead they of time, like to go for yeah, a party? Yeah, absolutely. They
2: have family. We, have, we do do family packs. We generally need uh, about 48 hours. That's awesome. Um, but, yes, that is certainly available. And I think that we do talk about that on our Facebook page as well. Okay, cool. Um, we offer catering. We've got plenty of space for catering. We can do it in, in-house, in or we can bring it to them as bring well. Bring it to them, so,
1: so you can do off-premise catering. Absolutely. That's always a great thing. I think barbecue has that uh, ability to travel and stay quality it is. Uh, that a lot of things don't have. Yeah. So if somebody's looking to throw a party and they want to have you guys cater it, you can handle that. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah, that, and, and that's
2: a plus. You know, I hate to do uh, fried foods on any type of catering that's traveling because yeah. it's just going to get soft and mushy. And, yeah. And, and I think unfortunately you get more calls for that than anything well
1: and you and i i I guarantee you and i've both shared this experience before and it can be done it can absolutely be done i mean you can haul your kitchen out there you know we can take the fryers and the propane and do the whole deal but you're right things that go and travel well that give the customer good quality once it gets there the downside to that is when you when you take a meal to somebody somewhere Mm -hmm. you as the chef are hoping that they get the same experience and the same flavor profile as if they were sitting in your facility. Yeah. So being creative and being very scientific almost about how you deliver that food is important. Consistency so, is the key in any restaurant. Absolutely. Because you never know who's tasting your food for the first time. Yep. And you really want them to go, dang, I'm going to go visit the restaurant after I had this. Yes, for sure. So, and if while we're talking about that catering, folks, those of you listening, um, let me give you the stats again on the restaurant again so you know how to reach them to be able to place those orders. We're talking about Bay Grill and uh, Billiards. And I love pool, man. I have—I actually finally bought a pool table not too long ago and put it in my house. It's a little rinky-dink one, but it's a lot of fun to hang around. So I can only imagine if uh, the folks or the family or the guys are going to hang out at Bayshore Grill, play a game of pool, watch the game. They're located at 137, 137 21st Street in San Leon, Texas. That's 77539. And you can call them directly at 281- three three nine zero one nine seven and then i think uh, chris you had said they can follow you on facebook and instagram yeah at the same call sign correct. at uh, bayshore grill and billiards correct so uh, we've recapped. Just to recap real quick, we got 50-cent wings every Wednesday. Those are your smoked in-house wings. Yep. Four different sauces, including that spicy habanero one that we talked about. Yes. Don't forget the beer. And then six ninety five a dozen oysters on the half shell. That's good through the end of the month, so don't miss out. That's good through the end of January. Fridays, if you're looking for a great place to go for an amazing meal, you can check out Fridays, their hand-cut filet mignons, nineteen ninety five and uh then you kind of uh, tempting us and tantalizing us with what's coming up for next month looking into some kind of special crawfish deal yeah awesome did i miss anything it sounds like you got a lot going there
2: no we'll have a new menu coming out here in the next week or two i'm hoping it'll be finalized but we're going to be adding some more fish that's awesome um, we've got daily special lunch specials as well we do a chopped beef baked potato on mondays um, Fridays we do a half shrimp, poor boy. Um, so, so we do have lunch specials every day. I'm working on dinner menu specials. We've got the Friday night filet, um, and seven days a week. You can get the oysters time of day for six ninety five. That's awesome. Um, so,
1: and barbecues all week long too, and right? Barbecue is on the menu. That's you right. You can always count on coming. I'm talking about it.
2: getting a cot right above the pit so I can just smoke and, and, <laughs> and sleep and just check the, check the temp. And, That's
1: awesome. All right. Well, anything else we need to talk about? You know, I, I, one thing that I didn't ask you about, I guarantee you've got some kind of a dessert menu heading up there at the restaurant.
2: We do. And I'm working on the desserts right now. We've got key lime pie, pecan pie, and I just brought in a chocolate mousse cake.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
2: And it's super delicious. So
1: That's fantastic. Well, Chris, thanks for being on the show today. I'm excited for you transitioning in, being the new executive chef at the grill out there at Bayshore Grill. Uh, you've talked us into a, a, a real s- situation of hunger here. <laughs> good. Oh, <we're laughs> so good. Still Hungry, you are on the radio here with uh, Chef Brantley Still and Still Hungry. We've had in the studio today Chef Chris. He's got some awesome barbecue. And as we wrap up the event, uh, the show today, uh, just again, I want to ask you, I hate to say I'm begging, but I'm begging. Let us know who you want us to talk to. We're excited to hear from you. I can go pick these folks all day long, but I'd rather hear from you. So send us an email to Talk at stillhungryradio.com. Send us an email there. And you can also reach us through the station here. If you know somebody who wants to be a guest on the station, have them get in touch here with us at uh, Vinyl Draft Radio. I want to thank our sponsor again, Bayou City Event Center. Bayou City Event Center is the largest privately owned event venue in Houston. 53,000 square feet of a customizable, uh, personalizable, uh, covered event space, both inside and out. We've got an amazing pavilion. If your company or your group or your church wants to have a barbecue, wants to have a crawfish cookout, a car show, anything like that, our facility is amazing for that. And then, of course, on the corporate side or wedding if you want to have some large uh, event from dance floors to stages, bands, uh, customizable menu, you name it, uh, we can do it for you at uh, at uh, our place out there. Um, just I was trying to think what the best way for you guys to reach us is. Look us up on Facebook. Um, that's one of the easiest ways to, or you can call us directly. But uh, it's been my pleasure to have uh, you in the in the studio again, Chris, I want to dig into this barbecue here. We'll go ahead and start. We're going to just keep you on the air and we got another minute on the show, but okay, go ahead and break that out for us. I think we had a great shot for Facebook. Yeah. Let's see here. I'm liking it. Here's another one and I'm, I'm looking forward to tasting this barbecue sauce too.
2: Oh, yeah. well, I think you probably need
1: at least one sauce. or two. There we yeah,
2: go. I think two for sure. And you can see the nice juiciness in it still as well. Absolutely. I'm going to let you serve some of those. Well, I'll cut
1: them for you. How about that? Yeah, do that. That's fine. We got time. The tenderness of, I mean, this is like a, this definitely not a surgical skill knife we have here, but he is cutting through those ribs like they're butter. So that's pretty cool.
2: Probably could have just broken
1: them all. I love when you see the meat has retracted back, pulled back off the ends of the bone like that.
2: Throw your little sauce over <laughs> Yeah,
1: please. Here. Thick and chunky. I like that too. Yeah, that's, the best that's awesome. Well, guys, thanks again. You've been listening to Still Hungry, uh, the food show that is powered by food, is for uh, by chefs, for chefs, but most importantly for you, our listening audience. We look forward to talking with you again next week. Thanks for tuning in as we dig into this amazing barbecue. Coming from Bay Shore Grill and Billiards down in San Leon. You guys, have a great day. Talk to you again soon.
3: If
0: you're a chef, restaurant owner, and you want to be a guest on the show, contact Doug at VinylDraft.com. That's V-I-N-Y-L-D-R-A-U-G-H-T.com. Or call 281-210-4608. This is Still Hungry with Chef Brantley Still. See what we did there?
3: Clever. What would you like from your bank or credit union? How about a mobile app that makes banking simple? How about free online banking and mobile bill pay? How about loan decisions made locally? How about 15 convenient locations? Associated Credit Union of Texas has all of these and more. Sounds like you should get associated. ACU of Texas, federally insured by the NCUA. For more info, visit acutx.org.